Uh, let's talk tax, shall we? Let's talk tax policy. Did you hear this? A group of seven wealthy democracies have agreed to support a new global minimum for corporate tax of at least 15%. This in an attempt to deter multinational companies from avoiding taxes and stashing profits in low-rate countries. Uh, G7 also uh, endorsed proposals to make the world's biggest companies, including U.S.-based tech giants, and this is a significant part of this decision, to try and get them to pay taxes in countries where they have a lot of sales, Facebook and Google and so on, but have actually no headquarters, have no physical presence in those countries. You know, it's estimated that the world loses $427 billion. That's $427 billion due to corporate and personal tax evasion. That's according to Tax Justice Network. About $245 billion of that is because of multinationals moving profits around into tax havens. And $182 billion is lost to just individuals, wealthy individuals squirreling away assets. We're talking the 1% of the 1% who managed to squirrel the money away while you and I pay our taxes. These massive multinational companies don't. Individuals don't. And all of it has implications for the governance of this country and what we can do in terms of tax revenue. The finance minister of this country, Chris Freeland, saying, quote, this is good news for Canadians and Canadian business and will ensure a fair and level playing field for them in the global economy. Devil's always in the details in this sort of thing, though. Lawrence Booth is a professor of finance at Rotman School of Management. Always great to have you on, Lawrence. On first blush, uh, will this proposal do what it is intended to do? Well, do you think uh, for one minute that seven countries can determine a global minimum tax? Uh, for There's more than seven countries in the world. <laughs> so this is just uh, an agreement between seven countries that wish to generate more tax revenue. Uh, whether that actually broadens uh, to 20 countries or a larger group of com- countries, uh, we'll have to wait and see on that. But at the moment, uh, you have to remember that you've got seven countries that have just decided uh, they need another source of tax revenue, and uh, they're going to try and get it from corporations. So what's the play then for the smaller countries, you think of the taxation havens, um, you know, the Caribbean, you know, the, the traditional ones? What happens with those countries? Well, well, first of all, you've got to remember there's a difference between tax minimization and tax evasion. Uh, and I was listening to what you were talking about in terms of the dollar figures. Tax minimization is not illegal. Uh, we all minimize our taxes by taking into account, uh, for example, registered retirement savings plans and arranging our plans so that uh, we minimize our taxes. And corporations do exactly the same thing. So tax minimization is perfectly legal. And a large number of uh, amount of those dollars that you're referring to are simply prudent financial planning, tax minimization. Tax evasion, of course, is illegal. So when you talk about uh, Barbados or the Seychelles or, the, uh, or other areas like that or wealthy individuals uh, using tax havens, we're really talking about tax evasion, which is illegal. Uh, and everybody uh, clearly wants to uh, catch people and corporations that are illegally uh, uh, diverting money uh, into an area and avoiding taxes. But this isn't really about tax evasion. It's about tax minimization. And with tax minimization, you essentially have some uh, countries uh, having lower taxes in order to, to attract business and to attract jobs. 
so we have the relatively high tax rates in uh, in developed countries, and there are going to be some less developed countries that want to attract business, and they do it by having lower tax rates. Now, the United States in particular doesn't like this. It doesn't like American companies uh, basically competing with British or Canadian or German country, uh, companies in a low-tax environment uh, where you have to basically uh, all compete on the same standing. So it wants to levy uh, higher taxes uh, on uh, American business and keep jobs in the United States. On the other hand, you've got the Europeans in particular who are annoyed at Google and uh, Facebook uh, and other operations operating their countries and yet having no physical presence uh, in the sense that their headquarters are normally in Dublin and uh, the Irish are booking a large amount of profits for activity that's really occurring in, uh, in other European countries. So it's a tax bargain uh, essentially between the Americans who want to be able to tax a lot of U.S. operations uh, outside of the United States to keep jobs in the U.S., whereas at the same time, the, US, uh, the Europeans want to attack American uh, corporations that are selling uh, services into Europe. Uh, so it's a group you, of Professor people. Professor Booth, talk to me about that, that angle. want to increase taxes. Because it, it, it does, sorry to interrupt, but it, it does seem like there are two elements to it. It is the tax minimization and the trying to bring in a, a, a minimum of 15%. And then there is also this this move to try and tax the, the tech giants. And so you see those things as kind of related quid pro quo between the two? Between oh, Europe sure. And it, Europe it is a quid pro quo. I mean, under Trump, uh, he was very much opposed to Europeans taxing Google and, and Facebook uh, uh, but under Janet Yellen, she wants to get uh, a higher minimum tax rate in order to keep jobs in the United States. So it's a bargain between two groups that essentially both want to increase taxes. Uh, the big problem, of course, is Ireland isn't in that group. Uh, and a lot of the money from uh, of the profits for Google and uh, Facebook are actually showing up in Ireland. So we've got France and Germany as part of the EU, but this is not an EU document at the moment. So there's going to be a lot of fighting within different countries because it's going to affect their whole fiscal policy uh, and their economic agenda of trying to attract business. So that's why I say it's a group of seven countries, but seven isn't global. So talk about a global minimum from a group of seven countries is a bit of a stretch. So then if we wrap it all up, you know, in in a year from now, will we look back on this and like, oh, yeah, that was just another – announcement that sounded good but really didn't take us anywhere uh, i think you've got a lot of truth to that it's a good photo op i think uh janet yellen and uh, and biden were committed to doing something like this and this is uh it may be a good start but it's going to take a lot of negotiations to actually put some teeth into this to uh, to have any real effect lawrence always great to talk to you thank you so much for coming on and giving us uh, your perspective my pleasure thanks that is Lawrence Booth, who's a professor of finance at Rotman School of Management. And, you know, it seems like that's a you know million miles up, maybe, from where you and I are. But it does have a real impact. It's going to have an impact on jobs in the United States, could have an impact on jobs here. And when it comes to those tech giants and their ability to stash cash away, I think it's important that the entire world is able to try and rein those tech giants in and make them pay something, some kind of tax in the, you know, in the countries that they do business.